We've been in a series entitled, Can God? And we answered every night, God can, because God can do the impossible. And uh, I thought I would finish up last week, but I just found another uh, section of Scripture I've been reading in, and I thought it'd be interesting. We want to pick up reading in verse number 33. This is the story of Joseph as he makes his way out of prison into the palace uh, there with Pharaoh. We want to pick up reading in verse number 33. We will read down through verse 44 and take a text. Verse 33 of Genesis chapter 41. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. Let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh. Let them keep food in the cities and that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine. Remember the thing, the, the fat kind, the, like cattle and the skinny ones came up and Pharaoh saw this and he didn't know how to explain it. And so uh, finally the butler remembered uh, Joseph and he got out of prison and he's given him the, the God's answer to his dream. Verse number 36, And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land of perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than, than thou. Uh, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. <laughs> I have written in my Bible, um, Look who's in the White House now. I wonder what Potiphar was thinking. Worse, his wife. Amen. Verse 42. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, bowed the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Just so you know, that was the second highest position in all the world. Second only to Pharaoh, who was a world ruler. I draw your attention to verse 38. Pharaoh really asked a question that only God can answer. And then God gave him the answer in the same verse. Verse 38, I want you to read that with me out loud together in unison. Verse 38, our text. Ready? And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? He was saying, can God, can God have a man like this for us? Can God still find people that can be used? Can God find people filled with the Spirit of God? Can God? God can. And there's some in this room tonight. If you just let God take over in your life. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word tonight, and I pray that you'll bless the reading of it and challenge us with the words tonight. I pray you'll give me, Lord, just clarity of thought. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. you. may be seated. I believe there's not a more noble goal in life than to be used of God for some special purpose. Sometimes we say great things for God, but just doing something for God, for what God purposed you to do. Christians should realize that God created them for that special purpose. And they should never be satisfied with nothing less than fulfilling that purpose in their life. In other words, we should never stop until God is finished with us and fulfilling that special purpose. 
Many of us are familiar with the story of Joseph. Remember, Joseph was one of the 12 sons of Jacob, born of his favorite wife, Rachel. Uh, Joseph became the favorite son of the father. The father's favor caused him uh, to be hated and despised by his brothers. A lot of jealousy there. As a sign of Jacob's special favor, he gave Joseph a beautiful coat of many colors. And it was the kind of coat that was worn by princes, worn by royalty. As a young man, this son of Rachel was full of confidence and full of assurance. And he dreamed of elevation to a position of greatness. He seemed to know that he was going to rise to the top. He seemed to understand that God was going to do something special in his life. Joseph got himself into serious trouble by telling his dreams to his brothers. And sometimes it's better to just kind of hold things to yourself. But nevertheless, he was very confident in what God had called him to do. The tension of this sibling rivalry came to head when Jacob sent Joseph to check on his brother's welfare who were feeding the flocks uh, of his, their fathers in Dothan. You can read the story in Genesis earlier. When Joseph found them, they were angered at the sight of him. They began to say to each other, here comes that dreamer. And because of their anger and jealousy against Joseph, they took hold of him, stripped him of his, of his coat of many colors, as you remember, which of course reminded them of, of their father's favor. They threw him in a pit saying, Let's see what will become of this dreamer now. In other words, they thought that they had, had stopped um, what uh, Joseph attempted to do. And they really did think he was a punk, a kid, didn't know what he was talking about. Of course, they came back to haunt them later. The Bible said that they later decided to lift Joseph out of the pit and sell him to a band of Ishmaelites, traders, uh, as, a, as a slave. And they took him, of course, to Egypt and sold him. Um, the brothers themselves at this time considered Joseph a dead man out of their way. In other words, they lied to the father, and you can go read about that as well. And they took a slave animal and dipped it in the animal's blood, showed their daddy the coat of many colors, and the daddy said, surely this is Joseph's coat, and he's dead. But how does a man like Joseph rise up out of the pit of life and end up in a palace of trumpet, triumph? How, how can a young lad, age 17, end up in the palace at age 30, which is a brief time? I'm going to tell you how. The Bible says over and over that God wanted to use this man. God had a plan for this young man. Maybe some of you can identify with Joseph's hardships in life. Joseph faced uh, hatred from his brothers. He was betrayed by them. He was deserted and sold into slavery by those closest to him. He was falsely accused after years of faithful service. He was exposed to temptation. He was punished for doing the right thing. He suffered a long, unjust imprisonment was forgotten by those that said and promised they'd help uh, him. And through it all, seven times the Bible says, but God was with him, but the Lord was with him. Do you understand tonight that God's with you? Do you understand from your birth, and especially to your new birth, when you got saved, God had a plan for you, something that, that he purposed for you to do in life? Do you know that most people live and die and they never find their purpose that God has for them? I hope that's not true with you. Now, so the question tonight is this. Can God find a man like Joseph again? Well, you know, he found Daniel later. He found other men of God. He found a Moses later. Can God, though, today find a Christian who is sold out to God uh, with the Holy Spirit as their guide? Can God find a young person, an older person, who is led by the Spirit of God uh, and that God empowers every move they make uh, in service for the Lord? Well, notice three things about Joseph tonight. We'll address these and we'll move on. But number one, I want you to notice about Joseph. First of all, Joseph was a dreamer. Would you write that down somewhere? Joseph was a dreamer. Now, I don't mean that in a charismatic way, that Joseph was a dreamer. Back in those days, God had a way, by inspiration, 
uh, poured himself into the life of a person. And he did just that with Joseph. And uh, Joseph was a dreamer, and he dreamed about a lot of things. And his, he told his dreams to his daddy one day, and his daddy didn't know what to think about that. He told his dreams to his brothers, and his brothers got jealous about that. Well, Joseph was a dreamer. Let me ask you this question tonight. Are you? Has God ever given you something that consumed your every thought? Now, I think we've got a lot of dreamers in here. But I don't think we have the kind of dreamers that God wants us to have. God wants us to be. The kind of dreamer I'm talking about is the kind of dreamer, dreamer that dreams something that God wants them to do for God. Most people dream about things they want to do for themselves or for their families. And certainly there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what I'm talking about. I think we want to have some ideas we like to do for each other and for our families. I'm talking about what is it that God has placed inside of you that consumes your every thought that you want to do for God. Dreams set the stage for a person's life. Somebody once said this, dreams are God's blueprints which determine your path in life. Have you ever thought about that? I'll tell you this, uh, God has given me things that he's wanted me to do in my life, and I believe that God gives other people things that he wants them to do in their life, but sometimes I just think we miss it. I'm sure I've missed them as well. Not only did Joseph dream big dreams for God, but he moved toward his dreams. Now, let me just say that there are a lot of dreamers in this world, but there are very few people who make their plans and move toward the dreams that God has given them. I mean to be delivered about them. Joseph confessed his dreams to others. He got up every day with that coat on, dressed for his dreams. I mean, Joseph was ready to roll. Joseph fully believed by faith that God was going to raise him to some position at the top. By the way, there was only one place in Joseph's day, and that was in Pharaoh's house. And so uh, he had in his mind what he felt like that God wanted him to do. Fanny Crosby was a great hymn writer who was blinded as a child. She wrote some of the great songs that we sing today, songs like Rescue the Perishing, Blessed Assurance, To God Be the Glory. She never let her handicap hold her back from doing something great for God. She once said this, and I quote, There is something worse than blindness, and that is having eyes and not seeing. There's something worse than blindness, and that is having eyes and not seeing. May God help us not to miss what God has for us. Now, I would not do this, but if I took a microphone tonight and came back to each of you and began to interview you tonight, and I ask you, what is it that God, what dream is it that God has placed on your heart that you could do for Him? Could you tell me what that is? I'm not talking about what you can do for yourself. I'm talking about what you can do for God. If I want to do what I want to do for myself, there's a lot of other things, a lot of other places I'd be right now. But I'm where I'm at right now because this is where God led me in the dreams that I had for God. God gave me dreams in West Virginia. God's given me dreams right here. Can I just say this? I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about charismatic dreams. I'm talking about specific plans and visions that God has laid out for me as your pastor of this church. And I want to challenge you in that. You, you're not maybe pastor in the church, but God's given you dreams. Certainly God should give you mothers dreams to raise your kids and bring them up for God. Certainly God should give you fathers some dreams for your children that your children would be in church even after they get out of your house. Hey, that would be a great dream to have, wouldn't it? Well, all right, we should be moving toward those dreams right now. We should be making our plans right now. A lot of, lot of parents pour different dreams inside of their kids and they miss the most important things. That is a dream that God has for them. May God help us with that. He was a dreamer. Are you a dreamer tonight for God? Secondly, he was determined. He was determined. Joseph had many setbacks in his life, but he always remembered that God was with him. When his brothers sold him into slavery, he remembered that the Lord was with him. When Potiphar's wife lied about him and he was sent to prison, he remembered that the Lord was with him. 
When the butler was released from prison for Joseph and for two years forgot to tell Pharaoh about Joseph uh, as he had promised, Joseph remembered that the Lord was with him. He was very, very determined. A lot of people have dreams, but they're not determined in their dreams. They somewhere lose sight and lose track of what God has led them and called them to do. And I'm talking about what God put in their heart, not what someone else put in their heart. He was determined to trust God with his life. He was determined to resist bitterness toward his brothers. He was determined to resist temptation from Potiphar's wife. He was determined to stay focused on his calling from God. This man knew that God was up to something in his life, and he was going to stick with it until God showed him what that something was. I think he knew. I think God had already showed him. Later, he said this to his brothers in Genesis 15, 20. Whenever he got his brothers there and he showed them who he was, he said, but as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. I mean, the man just knew. He was determined. Had he not been determined, he would not have been able to save his household. He would not have been able to save really the Jewish race. And I will tell you this, I wonder if we would have had a Savior if Joseph had not been determined. With God's help, let me just say that any situation can be used for good, even when others are intended for evil. Romans 8, 28 says this, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. And I believe that. Joseph was a dreamer. Joseph was determined. I'm talking about finding somebody who has the Spirit of God on them to lead us out of our Egypt. Number three, he was devoted. This man knew how to walk and talk with God. The Spirit of God was on him since he was a child. And everyone knew it. His mom knew it. Knew it. His dad knew it. His brothers knew it. They were jealous about it. The inmates in the prison knew it. The prison guards knew it. His fellow inmates knew it. And when the time came, even a pagan king like Pharaoh had to recognize that the Spirit of God was on this young man, Joseph. Think of this. In fact, when Pharaoh looked around his nation, there was no one who had the Spirit of God on them. I'll take this a step further. There were certainly very few, if any, back in Canaan who had the Spirit of God on them. There may have been some prophets stuck up, tucked away in the mountains somewhere there in Canaan. Have you ever thought about that? No one left who had the Spirit of God. Those boys... Jacob certainly did not have the Spirit of God on him at that point. How desolate can the world get when no one cares about what God cares about? I'm concerned about our generation. Sometimes we just take the fluff off of our faith and religion. And we don't get deep down into it to see what God really wants. He was devoted. To be devoted means that you understand the plan of God for your life as it relates to the big picture of this world and you're doing all you can to follow the hand of God as he leads to be devoted means you're so close to God that you don't miss one move that he makes I don't be mistaken tonight God is moving oh he's moving he's moving in this world he's moving in this nation he's moving in this state in this city he's moving in this place tonight God is moving don't ever, don't, God never stops moving. God is moving. 
the lives of men, women, boys, and girls he's moving. Now, I want to be there. I want to see. I want to see his hand. God's doing some things right now to set this church up, I believe, for something special. And I don't want to miss out on any of that. I want to watch him. I want to watch him do that. I want you to enjoy that as well. I want you to be a part of all that. I don't want you to be caught up in all the falling away that's going on right now. I want you to be a part of what God is doing. So the question is asked, can God find a man that he can still use? Can God find people? Can God find a woman? Can God find a teenager that he can still use? The question is asked. God found Joseph. God found others in the Old Testament. Their names are listed in the who's who chapter in Hebrews chapter 11. We'll not turn there tonight. Down through time, men and women have been used of God to do powerful things. I think it's Charles Spurgeon, who was a teenage preacher, who captured London and England. I think of D.L. Moody, who shook two continents for the Lord. I think of Billy Sunday. I have a picture of Billy Sunday in, in our prayer room over here, thundering away in a big tabernacle up in Philadelphia. Uh, all three of these men, none of these men went to Bible college. But yet God took these men and used them. You say, why? Because the Lord was with them. Because God was looking for Spurgeon when he found him. And God was looking for Moody when he found him. God was looking for Sonny when he found him. And the list goes on and on and on. The generation prior to us, a great generation, the greatest generation in America is dying off now, the World War II generation. Great men of God shook this country, had some of the, built some of the largest churches in the world. They're in glory now. I'd start naming them, but I'd, I'd miss somebody. We thank God for that. Women as well, missionaries. But what about modern times? What about right now? God can use powerful men and women. He's using them right now to work out His purpose in this world. And that is the big problem. We want to work out our purpose and not God's purpose. And God has one purpose. That is to get the glory out of all of us. And one of the ways He does that is get us to get people saved. We need to get back on the trail of souls in our church here. And understand that that's where God is happy. You know, I thought about all of this, and I thought about what about now? Well, are there any dreamers here tonight? I remember as a young man sitting in our church back in West Virginia, and I was working with the young people at that time as a layman, and I remember my preacher preaching, and I loved my pastor, and I, I appreciated so much all that he was doing to try to grow the church there. And I wanted to help him. I wanted to run alongside of him. I would visit with him. I wanted to be with him. And uh, we would dream big together. God called him away to another ministry up in Ohio at the time. But I remember sitting back there saying, well, you know, we could build this thing. We could add on here. And boy, if we filled up this church, we could do this. We could do that. And God just started giving me dreams. Lo and behold, I became the pastor of that church. God allowed me to see practically every dream that I had fulfilled there. I came to Franklin Road. We're not done yet. Matter of fact, if I told you what I thought I was going to do, half of you'd leave, and I don't want you to leave. I need your money. <laughs> I don't need your money. I need your person. I need to sit back there and smile and say amen every now and then. But there's a whole lot of things I think God wants us to do if he tarries his coming. I want us to win Murfreesboro to Christ. We have enough people in this room. We could do that tonight. We just get with it. But I remember those dreams. I remember the dreams that I have now, the ones that wake me up at night and I get so excited, so anxious about all of it. She said, be patient, wait on God. And I thought about the dreamers. Now, that's me. I'm the pastor. Certainly my dreams would be huge dreams. But let me just take it down with all of us. Are there any moms in here tonight who would hold their kids up to God and beg God to use them for His glory? And then move toward that like God was going to do that and raise them and bring them up and nurture and have ministry of the Lord. Any dads? 
that could look at your young men and say, maybe God could use my child? Or do you have other dreams for your kids? Maybe your dreams are completely different. Maybe you, say, maybe you think, well, what they probably need to do is get up and work hard and get a job. Trust me, serving God is a job. Follow me around for a few days. You know, we can find a lot of people anxious to make a lot of money. We can find a lot of people today looking to make a big name for themselves, become popular. We can find a lot of divisive troublemakers who are mischievous with their plans. We can find a lot of people who have absolutely no purpose at all in life, and that could be the majority. But can God provide another Joseph in our generation? God can. Can God? Can God? God can. God can. Honestly, Joseph saw something much bigger than the palace in Egypt. We find that he really dreamed and believed in Genesis chapter 50, verse 24, where it reads this, And Joseph said unto his brother, this is on his deathbed, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto a land which he swore to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. But if you read Hebrews chapter 11, in the New Testament, his dream was even bigger than that. That promised land that they all went to, they understood that there was a city somewhere whose builder and maker is God. Do you understand just how deep this man's dreams were? And because his dreams were deep for God, do you understand how determined he had to be? He had to be resilient. <clears throat> he couldn't quit. He couldn't give up because God's plan would not work out. Do you understand how devoted he had to be to keep that plan fresh in his mind, fresh before God? Like the Apostle Paul this morning, God gave him his vision, his dream, when he was saved there on the road to Damascus, and he did not want to ever lose how God apprehended him on that day. He never wanted to lose that, Philippians chapter 3. He always wanted his, his life to be fresh and vibrant. And tonight, it may be that you just need to shake some things up in your life and see what God has for you, see what your purpose is. You know, it would be a scary thing if all of us had to come to the microphone and tell us, hey, here's my dream for God. This is what I like for God. I think God's going to do with my life tonight. But I'll tell you this, we ought to have a dream for him. It may be a collective dream about this ministry here. I think that would be a good thing. It doesn't have to be anything big, but be a dreamer. Be determined. And be devoted. God's looking for that person. He's looking for it. Most of you know my mother has been sick, and she'll kill me for saying this. She's not here tonight. Probably since about October. They found the condition she has, and Lord willing, after the first year, we're going to kind of try to treat it medically. And... Um, but it is a condition that causes her blood pressure to go real high, and then when it drops out, she just passes out. And um, she never knows when it's going to happen. So she's been struggling, and, and rest is very important for her. <clears throat> My wife and I was by just a night or two ago, and we were sitting there with Mom and Dad talking. and She was having a good day, and I said, Mom, I said, you know, you just really need to, you really need to get your rest. And she said, oh, Michael, I go to bed early. She said, I set my alarm clock for 6 o'clock every morning to wake me up and I said mom I said you need your rest I said you and dad are retired I said what are you doing setting an alarm clock she got big tears in her eyes she said Michael I made a promise to God that I'd meet him every morning at 6 o'clock she said Michael it doesn't matter how sick I am 
I'm going to meet God at 6 o'clock. She said, I pray for you. I pray for my family. I pray for our church. My mom's never had a bus route or a big Sunday school class. She's never sang before others. But my mom has prayed. If you've ever made it to her prayer list, I promise you, she's faithfully prayed for you. To me, that's a big thing. My mom learned how to pray reading after men like E.M. Bounds, F.B. Meyer, George Mueller of Bristol. My mom reads books like that, those big fat ones that most of you would never pick up. They look good on the shelf. She gives them to me. She says, read that, Michael. Well, she says, Michael, she's usually about half mad at me, so, you know, I usually try to read it. Years ago, she... Uh, she used to get a book list from somebody called the Scripture Book Call Porter. Have you ever heard what a call porter is? Some of you old folks know what a call I mean, some of you mature folks do. Know what, seasoned folks know what a call porter It's a book guy. And she'd get these books sometimes used, and she would read some of the richest, deepest books you could ever read. Ian Bounds is known to be a prayer warrior. And years ago, my mom said, my husband's not a preacher. He's a good man. So therefore, my purpose in life is going to be to pray. And she does. I don't know what your purpose is in life, what your dream is. But I can tell you this, my mom has a prayer list that she's marked through of answered prayer that would make some of the biggest preachers in America wonder if they even prayed. And I'm thankful for that. Seek big things for thyself, seek them not. Understand this, though that God has a purpose for you. If he makes that thing big and flamboyant, praise God for that because he wants to get the glory out of all of it. But tonight, can God find a person he can still use? Can God use you? Are you available for God?